Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Zofia Renea Morales, and I am here with the lovely and redoubtable Ellen Feldman. And we are going to talk about the fact that you are not alone on this journey. But before we swing into that, I would like to invite you to get to know your own self a little bit more. I've had many people that I've interacted with over the years who've what do I want to say, been impressed with the fact that I live life intuitively. And the simple truth of the matter is we all have spiritual superpowers and intuitive gifts. And that's why I created the superpower quiz. So I would like to invite you to get to know your own set of superpowers better by taking this quiz. You can go to superpowerquiz.us, spend 60 seconds and learn a little bit more about your personal spiritual giftedness. So, with that invitation taken care of, I would like to introduce you to Ellen Feldman. She is a spiritual guide and has been on a journey through medicine, law, and psychotherapy to arrive where she is today. Her spiritual path has been as winding as her professional journey. Her relationship with God truly began when her mother was dying of cancer when Ellen was in her early 20s. For many years, she was a victim until spiritual counseling opened her eyes to a new way forward. She began to see her life and all that was in it as a gift from God. Her path transformed as her self-narrative changed. Her intuition grew and over time her spiritual gifts began to come online. She began hearing, knowing, and seeing God and God's messages. Her work as a therapist, which had always been informed by spirituality, was now an entirely spiritual practice. Over time, her knowledge of oneness and all that is informed her entire experience and defines how she works with energy, communicates with spirits, and help others actualize. Welcome, Ellen. I'm so happy to have you here with me. It's such a pleasure to be back on your show, Sophia. Yes, you know, I, I love that this is not your first visit with us. I always enjoy our conversations together. And the reason you came today is actually, you are now a published author. And you have a new book out called A Path of Oneness, Finding All That Is, Was, and Will Be Inside of You. I so, have a book that is coming out on February 8th, so it's not quite Okay, out. you're, you're not quite a published days. author, but you will be any second. <laughs> 15 days shy. Exactly. (laughs) Very good. Very good. So what kind of led you into the authorship world? Some of us are called there and some of us are not. You know, it's so funny because no less than four mediums told me, they foreshadowed that I would write books, that that would be a part of my journey. And it wasn't necessarily something that I personally felt a desire to do, but there was a calling, a very clear calling. As you said, I'm, I'm clairaudient. I actually hear messages inside of myself. I hear messages from God and God's messengers inside of me. And there was a calling take time off of work. It's time for you to write a book. So I booked a week off of work and I sat down at my computer and God said to me, we're going to write a book about oneness now. And my fingers started typing and a book poured out of me that did not come from my conscious brain. 
it was a gift that flowed through me from God. I love that. I'd like to, to dig into that a little bit more because there's a question that gets asked by people who are very early on the spiritual journey and sometimes people who are even farther down the spiritual journey path and that's, how do I know when it's the divine speaking to me and when it's my egoic mind going, well, you're going to sit down and write a book on oneness. H how do you know the difference? How does that show up for you? It shows up as a voice of love for me. And I, I wouldn't know how to put it into clearer terms than that. There's just, there's, you know, when we talk about intuition, there's just a feeling. And the feeling as I would describe it is a feeling of being held with love. And when I know that I'm being held with love, I know that it's not my egoic mind, that there's, that there's, um, that it's God's love that's guiding me. Mm, that's beautiful. I like that description. I like that description a lot because I know my personal experience with my egoic mind is um, she's a brutal bitch. <laughs> 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 she's ambitious and she's grasping and she's really mean sometimes. <laughs> so I think that's actually a really good distinction. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, it tends to show up um, neutral, right? My egoic mind thoughts are never neutral. There's always some, what I want to say, emotional motivation attached to whatever is coming through. Right. And the intuitive stuff doesn't come with that baggage. Right. It just is. It just is. Yeah. So how long did it take you to write your book? I, I'm curious because I know I hear different things from different people uh, about how long it takes to write. And my impression is the inspired stuff happens faster. Oh, Sophia, no word of a lie. I wrote the book in a week. And it's and it's not it's not a long book, but it is a deep and dense book. It is it is written in very simple language, but it's filled with very esoteric and, and advanced philosophical ideas. And I personally, human little human me, could not have written <laughs> an essay um, like uh, about oneness uh, in a week, and yet, and yet, this entire book from start to end flowed flowed out of my fingers in a week. Yeah, and I, I've, I haven't finished it. I have to confess, I haven't finished the entire book, but the first like half or three quarters that I've read. It's absolutely wonderful. It's well-structured. I've read a lot of channeled material in the past and some of it ends up incoherent, but this is really flowing and nicely structured and it, it leads you through the understanding um, really well. I'm so glad it resonates with you. Um, so I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if your readers would like to know what the book is about. Well, yeah. Why don't we, why don't we dig into that so that they are on the same page with the rest of us? <laughs> Give us so, a high level summary. A high level summary. You know, the book is really about energy. It's about the idea that we are energy. And, you know, that might be a new idea to some. I imagine it's a familiar idea to many of your listeners. But it begins with the premise that we are energy, that life force energy is all that there is in the universe. And not only are we energy, we are part of the one universal energy that exists. 
we speak about your energy and my energy and my vibration and your vibration. But at the end of the day, energy simply flows from one form to another form. And so it's actually an illusion. And this is a core Buddhist principle, although it's not a Buddhist book per se. The idea that we are all a part of one energy and we are, it is an illusion that we are separate. And so God, humans, the planet, invisible and visible aspects of the universe are all really linked as one energetic reality. Mm. And so what it does, what the book does is it introduces this idea and then looks at how can we live our lives differently, reflecting this idea of oneness. It looks at how we can draw in more abundance when we embrace this knowledge of oneness and manifest it through how we choose to live our lives. It looks at how we can be more connected, more connected to each other, more connected to the planet, more connected to God when we live this truth of oneness. And it looks at how we can bring miracles into our lives when we live in this new way. Yeah, it's a nice balance of what I want to say, theory and practicality. Because that's one thing that I frequently find missing when I go through many um, spiritual texts. Is there's very little practical day-to-day applications. So what do I do with this information while I'm taking the kids to school and, and at dad, with dad in the emergency room or, or whatever else is going on in life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some of the practical ideas that emerge in the book are actually ones that I use all the time with my psychotherapy clients in order to help them to transform their lives. So very practical ideas like looking at the stories that we tell ourselves. And most of us are a little bit stuck in the domain of telling ourselves victim stories. What do I mean by a victim story? A victim story is a story that, that connotes that life is happening to us mm-hmm. in contrast to life happening for us. Yeah, well, and if you watch any kind of media, news coverage or whatever, society really kind of rewards the victim story a lot of times. Oh, this poor person who's been so put upon and all this horrible stuff has happened to them. We must help this person because they're a quote unquote innocent victim. Right. Yeah. Right. And shifting away from victim stories doesn't mean that we don't give voice to our pain. It doesn't mean that we don't honor our pain. It means that while we're allowing ourselves to feel our pain, we decide to start telling a new narrative that defines our life and our experiences of our life. And the way we can shift those stories is to looking at the idea that everything is as it is meant to be, that we have received a life path. And since we're one with God, we've received that life path from ourselves. Ultimately, we don't have a memory of of deciding before we came to this life. Most of us don't have memories of deciding before we came to this life what the trajectory that our soul would take, that human us would take through this life. But, oh. Oh, you froze for a second here. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? Okay, there you are. You're back. Your video is not back, but that's okay. We're on the radio, so. Okay, my apologies. 
Um, so it 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 means that um, I'm sorry that I lost lost my uh, my place there. Uh, you were talking about not having a memory of having planned this experience here on Earth. But just because we don't have a memory of that doesn't make it less true. And it's a whole lot easier to get behind the idea that we are the recipients of the life path that we, as the God that we are, meticulously planned for us when we come to believe that the way things have been and the way things are in this moment is all a part of a purposeful plan, is all as it is meant to be. Now, the way it's meant to be is not the way it's meant to stay. The fact that in this thank moment, heavens for that. Thank right? heavens <laughs> for that. The fact that in this moment there's a raging global pandemic. The fact that in this moment, you know, there is inequality. The fact that in this moment I may be unemployed or in a bad relationship doesn't mean that I'm meant to succumb and stay that way. Quite the opposite. I'm meant to be the driver of my life. I am source. I am source energy manifested in a human body. I am meant to create my reality, by driving my life forward in the direction I intend for it to move. But I, love, I love that you brought up some of those rock and the hard place kind of situations we end up in life. Uh, because I find that we choose those to invite ourselves into a new level of connectedness with our intuition. Because the thing with the rock and the hard place is there's no logical way out of that more often than not. And the way out of that spot is this surrender to your higher self, to the guidance of your intuition, to the guidance of the divine. Connecting with oneness brings answers that your logical mind could never ever think of. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's such a new way of thinking for most people. The idea that we are one with God not of God, not made in God's image, but one with God is a completely new way of thinking. What's even more of a new way of thinking is being one with other people, being one with the people that you hate most in the world, the people that you feel the greatest sense of victimhood in the face of. Yes. Being one with them and living by that principle that we are energetically one. It's a completely new idea. Yeah. Well, and there are a lot of, what do I want to say, psychological hurdles you have to move through to get to that place. And I'd love to talk to some of those because I know it's very common to hear people say, well, if I forgive this person, I'm letting them off the hook. You know, it, I could... I would never want to be any part of someone who would behave that way. These kinds of things will crop up as you start down this path. What, what do you, how do you help people through those? Well, you know, when you talk about forgiveness, I, you know, the, the book doesn't specifically address forgiveness, but it's such a passionate topic of mine as a psychotherapist. And I, so I, I have to veer into that for a minute in response you know, forgiveness, we're taught in kindergarten, is about you say, I'm sorry, I say, it's okay, I forgive you. And it's very transactional in that sense. Right. And a lot of times it's not okay. It's not okay. And it doesn't need to be okay. And we are still capable of forgiving, even though it's not okay. And you may not be sorry. 
you may not even think there's anything to be sorry about. Yeah, a lot of times the sorries that you get are not um, even thought about or in any way heartfelt. (laughs) Right. And so forgiveness is really about deciding that I'm choosing to free myself from the burden of holding on to the pain Mm -hmm. more than it is about the person that has wronged me being sorry. Instead of it being transactional, it's about my internal choice of what relationship I choose to have with the pain and with my life moving forward. And forgiving, what does that mean about your relationship oftentimes with the person who who caused the pain to start with? Well, when you step down a path of oneness, you come to see that your soul and their soul are actually one energy. And that in actual fact, as painful, as real as your pain is, it was their soul's plan and your soul's plan, the one plan that caused this situation to unfold. And so rather than you know, rather than holding them as a human, as, you know, up in effigy of, you know, you look what you've done to me, the victim. Right, or look at you monster you, which is look what we mentally mon- tend to do is dehumanize them. Dehumanize yeah. them, look at you monster you. We can come back to a story of gratitude of I am alive and I was meant to have this experience and I was meant to grow from this experience, not as a silver lining story, but it's a story of gratitude for all that we experience. Sometimes that feels like a really big ask, especially when you're kind of fresh off of one of these injuries. How do you start to move into that space? You start to see, Sophia, I I don't disagree with you that it can be a big ask, but the truth is that it's so much more painful to dwell in the victim's story. So how you begin to move forward toward the gratitude story is you come to see that there's a better way, that, that it's not about giving, it's not even about forgiveness so much as it is loving yourself enough to choose to live a more joyous, joyous life marked by acceptance, marked by gratitude. And so you start to welcome in the gratitude story on that basis. Yeah, I found that um, taking responsibility, I kind of separate that into two words that, and think of it as the ability to respond. Mm. I found on my own journey that while I was in the victim story and telling the victim story, I didn't have that ability to choose my response. It was only when I started to let go of the need to have that victim role that I reclaimed the the keys to my own power and that ability to choose what my response to this is going to be. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's so powerful. We are coming up on our first break already, and I know there's so much more that we have to unpack around this. (laughs) Uh, What I'd like to do for everyone out there listening to us today First, I want to tell you I'm really grateful that you're joining us for this conversation. Um, And I'd like to invite you into a little bit of self-reflection, as I often do. Take some time to look at where you're still kind of holding on to hurts and separateness and victim-type stories. And just take a peek at those 
and see if maybe it might be a moment where you might want to try something different around just one of those, just a little tiny experiment. There's nothing that says that you have to hang with this forever. This is just something to test out. So spend some time thinking about that and we'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renee Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales and I am here with Ellen Feldman and we're continuing to discuss loving oneness and the fact that we are not alone by any means on this journey here on this earth as much as our separateness programming wants us to believe that. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, in some of the dark nights of the soul, it separateness feels like a really palpable kind of thing. Um, have you had one of those kind of moments in your journey? Oh, I've definitely experienced dark night of the soul and, um, and felt deeply alone, even in non-dark night of the soul moments, um, you know, in the wake of, of my mother dying and, uh, and my father ended his relationship with me. I found myself 20 years old with no parents and, you know, very little family. And I felt profoundly alone. And it was actually in those moments that I first experienced a true spiritual awakening and found God. 
So it's, it's my experience that those toughest moments can be our true gateway to spiritual opening and connection to the divine. That is wonderful. How do you kind of keep that front and center in your life? I know a lot of times we, we come out of these dark night moments and life starts to get a little bit easier to deal with and we start to get into kind of a flow and a rhythm and then there is this tendency to, what I want to say, backslide into, oh, I've got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ego will like put on spiritual clothes and kind of sneak forward. How, how do you kind of deal with that to stay more in that connected mode and not get uh, sneakily shanghaied? You know, for me, I think that ritual plays, plays a very important role. Um, I wake up every morning and I say a prayer of gratitude for being alive. I end every night saying another prayer of gratitude for thanking God for, for his love for me and for, for all that I've received. Um, I say a prayer before I eat. I say a prayer after I go to the bathroom. I am not saying that anyone else should do the same. These are just the, the ways in which I personally weave my connection to God into the fabric of my day. And these, these little ways of weaving gratitude and consciousness into my day transforms my, my whole life, my whole being, I find. That's beautiful. I love that. Now, I know one of the very popular topics in spirituality is this law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And um, it takes a lot of different forms out there. And some of them I find very egoic and others of them I find a little bit more what do I want to say, spiritually passive almost. What does your book share with us around law of attraction? Yeah, so the law of attraction, since it's really fundamentally a book about energy, is at the core of the book. Um, and it does, the, a path of oneness does present the law of attraction in slightly different terms than we hear in other places. There are books out there that talk about, you know, know what you want and focus up on what you want and draw in everything that you yeah, want. Yeah, create this vision board. And, yeah. And, and I'm, not, I'm not disparaging that. If that feels uplifting and raises your vibration, then do what raises your vibration and makes you feel alive and connected. So I'm by no means trying to be um, discouraging of whatever practices and whatever beliefs feel right to, to, to our listeners. Where a path of oneness um, approaches the, the conversation of the law of attraction is from the standpoint that the way to draw in the greatest amount of abundance to you is to adopt the perspective that all is as it's meant to be, rather than the perspective that I desperately want to win the lottery. I currently don't have money of lottery magnitude, and I need to win the lottery, which is really a perspective of lack. When we really drill down to it, it is lack. I don't have the relationship that I need and deserve. I don't have the money that I want. I don't have the car. I don't have the children. I don't have the job that I need to be happy. And because I'm lacking that, I'm putting out a message to the universe. You need to give me these things. You must give me these things. It's the only option. And therefore, you're telling a very self-limiting story. And not only that, 
back to segment one, a victim story. I was going to say, again, you're looking outside of yourself for all these other things to make you feel good, whole, happy, or whatever emotional state you're seeking. Right. So a path of oneness doesn't say we shouldn't want. You know, there are spiritual approaches that wanting is bad. And when we eliminate want, you know, we will have achieved something. The perspective of the book that came through me is really that we were here to be humans. We signed up to be humans. And a part of being human is to want. But all the while that you are wanting, it's still open to you in parallel to having your wants to adopt this perspective of in this moment, I have all that I need. In this moment, exactly what I have was given to me because it's what I was meant to receive. Am I meant to receive more? Well, according to a path of oneness, you are God. And as God, you want to give yourself all that you want. You want to give yourself all that you need. And so there's actually an energetic push for more abundance to come to you. Now, what you define as abundance and what comes to you as abundance may or may not be the same thing. Well, yeah, my mind likes to think that it's going to come in the form of a very large check that will allow me to own or possess whatever (laughs) this thing is. Uh, But what I've found on my own personal journey is a lot of times I don't have to ever quote unquote own or possess in order to achieve the benefit of whatever it is I'm trying to do. Right. And so for me, there's been a lot of surrender around the idea of how it's supposed to show up. Right. Well, the yeah. plan is always for abundance. And the more you sit in an energy of believing that your life as it has unfolded has unfolded according to the plan, through the law of attraction, the more abundance can come to you. The more of the plan as it's intended to unfold can come to you. Hmm. Yeah, one of the things that was helpful to me, and I, I learned this going into a surgery, actually. I had a surgery coming up, and for some reason, it's not the first surgery I'd ever had, but I was in this state of, I'm really afraid I'm not gonna wake up from this. And I had so much fear going around this. And I was invited to learn about the power of the present moment, which is all of this stuff is out there someplace and may or may not happen. But right now, right here, where I'm at, I'm okay. I'm alive, I'm breathing. Nothing bad is happening to me in this moment. Any, all of these boogie monsters are someplace out there down the road. And that was a really powerful thing to begin to step into. Well, I, I didn't manage it in one leap, but <laughs> we've been working on it through the years. And it really helps me when I'm going through these moments of quote-unquote setback to kind of step back and remind myself that nothing bad is happening right now in this instant. So that is in such beautiful alignment uh, with my book, which is the idea that abundance exists here in this moment. Abundance doesn't exist in the past. That's just a memory. Abundance doesn't exist in the future. 
That's just a hypothetical. It doesn't exist anywhere. All there is, is this moment. And when you can come back to this moment and focus on the gratitude that is open to you for this moment and what's here in this moment, exactly as you did in that challenging moment that you just described, you open yourself through the law of attraction to receiving more abundance. You vibrate at the frequency of abundance and you draw in more to yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. What do you recommend to people who are looking to step more fully into what I want to say, this integration with godness and oneness and harnessing that into the abundance and the law of attraction? Because we, we have a lot of barriers we tend to put up around these things. Yeah, so, so many things. But, you know, my, my mind is immediately going to what you began the show with, was, which is the idea that we all have spiritual superpowers and that we can all step into them. And wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, whether you have a rich and developed relationship with spirits, whether you are just at the beginning of considering exploring a relationship with spirits, there is more available to you. And when you step into a space of believing that you are one with God, that you are one with spirits, that you are one with angels and ascended masters and archangels and whatever else you believe in, you energetically raise your vibration and open yourself to receiving more, more intuition, more guidance, more communication, more divine love. So it's kind of a series of, of baby steps in a way. You're kind of bootstrapping yourself farther into it. Exactly. That's beautifully said. I love that. Because we can all take baby steps, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love things we can all do because it makes it so much simpler. Mm -hmm. I know I, on my own journey into relationship with oneness, there have been a few things challenging quote-unquote things that have arrived and one was uh, the circumstance where I was under psychic attack and the first thing I noticed was that like my crown chakra was completely cut off from anything I could, couldn't I didn't have the knowing of my guides I'm a knower more than a hearer or a seer. I didn't have the knowing of my guides. Something had happened with that connection and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna function? And it was in that moment that I remembered, it's like, okay, we are all God. I cannot truly be cut off from God because we are all little pieces of God. And so I went looking for, I don't know how to describe it, but the God seed. I guess mm. is, is maybe the best description for it. And I can remember looking and I had this intuition of where it sat in my body and I was looking and I couldn't see it, couldn't see it. And then I remembered separation programming. And when I remembered that there's separation programming that's hiding this from me, it was in that moment that I had the access. Ah. Oh. That's absolutely gorgeous. And, and to be honest, aligns, aligns with my experience. Um, I've also experienced psychic attack. And, and it, was, it was terrifying 
beyond words. And, and what pulled me back was similarly coming back to the knowledge of oneness. It, it restored the, the connection to God that had never really been severed, but in moments of truly terrifying attack, um, didn't feel accessible to me until, until I came back to that knowledge. Yeah, that is so beautiful. It's, it's interesting because one of the things that I've been exploring on this journey is enemy patterning and this sort of thing which is an extreme form of separation if you think about energy pattern enemy patterning um and it's it's been this ongoing evolutionary journey of recognizing that even a lot of what's taught in psychic defense courses and this sort of thing just further reinforces this separation paradigm yes and so i i've spent a lot of pondering and meditation time around okay so how do we approach this differently how do we undo this extreme separation that happens with enemy patterning and attacks and this sort of thing and it all comes back around to oneness and it was in that first attack where i i was seeking insight and after i'd connected to my godness the answer that I got was send them an experience of oneness. And I'm like, you want me to send like the most sublime spiritual experience to this person who's attacking me? <laughs> and, and how am I supposed to do this? Because I haven't really had that experience in my own personal life. Mm -hmm. And what I got was, I don't need to mentally know or understand what it is, but to, from my heart, share it. And I shared it, and the psychic attack stopped. Beautiful. It, it was su super wild. <laughs> that is wild. Well, we are already up on our second break, and I didn't mean to monopolize the end part of your segment there. Uh, but we will be back in a couple of minutes, and we will re refocus on some of the more practical aspects of bringing oneness into your personal life. And so hang with us. We'll be right back from the break and we'll dig into that more deeply. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee 
guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from the break. Thanks for hanging in with us. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm still here speaking with Helen Feldman, uh, the author of A Path to Oneness. Um, before the break, we had talked about law of attraction. I'd talked about the usefulness in, of oneness in defending against a psychic attack. Uh, but most of us don't, that's not the most common thing that happens in our lives. How do we really bring this into our lives in a pragmatic day-to-day sort of way? You know, I think that on a very pragmatic level, a very practical level, the way we engage in relationships, and there's an entire chapter on relationships in the book, um, is, is the, most, the most accessible and, and meaningful for our lives in so many ways. Um, you know, the way, the way we choose to conceive of why things happen the way they do in relationships why somebody acts the way they do, why, why things unfold as they do. You know, I know I'm being redundant, but anyone who's done therapy with me knows that I love redundancy. I am unapologetic. We, we remember redundancy. redundancy. We remember <laughs> redundancy. And so hearkening back once again, <laughs> Sophia, to the victim story, we can either choose to dwell. We are storytellers by nature. As Brene Brown always says, we are authors we are the narrators of our life, and we can't help by tell, tell stories about our lives. Everything comes down to a story. And when we tell victim stories about our relationships, we are limiting ourselves in terms of the degree of connection that we can have with the people in our lives. Exactly. Well, and in the absence of, of information, we will make up a story. I, I ran into this the other day with my sister. I did not explain to her why I needed a copy of her driver's license and her social security card number and all this sort of thing. And she called me back uh, like a couple of hours later after I'd been down the road with the paperwork I needed to do with the brokerage house. And she's like, has dad taken a turn for the worse? Should I be scheduling a, a trip out to see him? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just managing the money. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, we, we automatically, reflexively create stories. And so how do we start to more consciously create the stories that we're authoring? 
you know, the way, the way that I recommend doing it is, um, is, you know, having a mantra and letting that mantra be the platform upon which everything becomes built. Mm -hmm. So once again, redundancy is, you know, for the win, the redundancy of all is as it is meant to be. So when somebody hurts me, and, and I'm speaking from personal experience, I walk the walk on this, when somebody hurts me, and it's not always easy for me, but it is the, the default that I come back to in my life. When somebody hurts me and there's this reflective, reactive um, reaction inside of me of how dare you, how dare you do that to me? I come back to, I take a big breath, I put my hand on my heart, and I come back to all is as it is meant to be. This is happening for me, not to me. And so how can I shift the story in front of me? How can I shift the story so this isn't about this person in front of me being a jerk to me? This is about what my soul needed to experience in this life. What mm-hmm. I, Ellen K. Feldman, needed to experience in this life. What I signed up to experience in this life. Do you have a recent example of that you can share to, for us? I do. My boyfriend did something that really, really upset me. It was, um, it's not something I'm willing to get into on the radio, but he did something that enraged me. And he looked at me and said, you know, I guess that's something you needed to experience. And oh, just to rub the salt in it a little. (laughs) Smoke just about came out of my ears. And I was like, yeah, that's my line. That's what I teach people, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) I do not want my words fed back to me right now in this instant. (laughs) Yeah, I am not ready in this moment to be there. I know that it's true, but right now I am angry. So I allowed myself to feel the anger. Because, because walking a path of oneness is never about emotional suppression. It's not about slapping a yellow smiley face over anything. We are here to feel our feelings. That is a part of being human. But on the other side of being angry, I told myself the story. Instead of the story of how dare he do that to me, I told myself the story. This is the way it was meant to unfold. Now, I'm not saying because it's the way it was meant to unfold that I should stay in a relationship if the relationship doesn't feel right to me or in a situation that doesn't feel right to me. But the starting point for deciding what comes next can always be a story of gratitude, a story of this unfolded the way it was meant to unfold. Yes. I I have a friend who says, you know, there are things in life that will happen to you or seem to happen to you. But the truth of the matter is your power lies in the and then that you put behind whatever that is. Right. And you have complete control over what that and then is. Because that's your response. We're back to the response ability. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. So if someone were a little curious about your book, uh, where could they learn something more or, or can, can they get a preview? What, what's available? 
I would absolutely love it if your listeners, if our listeners went to ellenkfeldman.com and downloaded for free the introduction and first two chapters of the book. It will really give you a taste of what the book is like and help you to decide that you must read it when it comes out on February 8th. That is beautiful. Um, and if you missed that, you can always go to SovereignSelf.media. We have the link to her website out there for you. So you've got that URL, that uh, the old reliable URL, SovereignSelf.media. And she'll be up at the top of the speaker gifts page. So you can easily get her website even if you did not catch the original URL. Um, where is the book going to go on sale? Is this an Amazon kind of thing? or It's, it's Amazon, it's Barnes & Noble, in Canada it's Indigo, um, but you can, you can access all of those links from my website. Beautiful, I love that. So we are, uh, we've got just a few minutes left in the rest of the show here. What would be the one thing that you would really want listeners to be able to take away from their experience with your book? What's your hope for them? Yeah, so the number one thing I would want people to take away from my book is just how powerful they are. It's meant to be an extremely empowering book. And you may have thought about the idea of oneness before. It may be a completely novel idea to you. But you are a part of something much larger than yourself. And the decisions that you make have the power to influence not only your life, but the course of all of human history. If you've ever felt small and helpless, I want you to start telling a new story about how you have the power by shifting your vibration to alter the universal energy and thereby all of human history. I love that. And here's the thing that I've noticed is source, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, will answer the questions that you ask. And so if you feel like you've been small all your life and you haven't had any impact, I would invite you to consider asking the question or inviting the universe to show you what your true impact has been. Hmm. And people will show up and tell you about experiences where you gave them an encouraging word or helped them out in some way that hadn't even occurred in your consciousness that this was helpful to them. Uh, because the universe will answer the questions that you ask it. So ask it to show you. Show me my significance in this world if you really feel like you don't have any and just see what shows up in your life. How I stunning. Love I, I love doing little experiments, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, how stunning. What an empowering exercise, you know, to really sink into the idea that, that there, there is something larger than you. I happen to use the word God, as you said, source, spirit, universe, what, whatever language resonates. Um, it's looking to have a relationship with you. It is you. You are a manifestation of that energy, of that divine light. And, and that, that divinity is looking to have a relationship with you. So put questions out to it. Put asks out to it. Put your wants, your fears, your hopes, your dreams out to it. 
And after all of that, come back to a knowing that you are being given exactly what you are meant to receive in this moment. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that's what you will receive always, right? Because <laughs> some of us are coming out of difficult places, but there are brighter days that come. And, there, you know, life continues to be life. That, that's the interesting thing. Um, there's, I think, this kind of myth out there in the spiritual world that, well, once you've tuned into the divine, you know, life just becomes this smooth, effortless thing. And don't get me wrong, there are moments of that, but life still continues to be life. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to be all unicorns and ponies. No, you and I both know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But what I find is knowing that life is happening for me makes it a lot easier to get through those moments of, what I want to say, challenge, difficulty, quote-unquote setback. Um, because I have a confidence now in the outcome that I didn't have when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Because I've been supported through some, quote-unquote, impossible, rock-and-hard-place spaces. It, it builds my confidence that the next rock-and-hard-place thing that happens is actually going to be a good thing. <laughs> Even though it will suck in the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but my rock and hard place moments have actually been the moments of greatest growth of my connection to God. Yes, absolutely. Someone said it's easiest to see a small light in the dark. <laughs> right. It's very hard to see a small light when it's under like spotlights and this sort of thing. You can't tell if it's lit or not. So yeah. the darkness is in many ways a gift so that you can see the things that are truly important. I am so happy you came to talk with me today, Ellen. I've loved every minute of it, Sophia Renee. Ah, so if you have 30 seconds, what are your final words of wisdom? My final words of wisdom. You know, my final words of wisdom are that you are one with God. You are one with all that ever has been, all that is, and all that ever will be. And if these words inspire even the smallest curiosity as to what that means, I urge you to pick up my book. It's not my creation, and yet it is. It's not of my mind, and yet it is. It's of my mind, it's of your mind, it's of our listener's mind, because it is a creation of the oneness. And so I really urge your listeners to have a, have a peek and see, see what resonates from it. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, you and the listeners who are out there, I love that you come and tune in with us every week. I do this for you. And I really want to hear from you. So drop me a quick line to ask Zofia at transformationspace.co. It doesn't matter what you write about or what you're moved to contact me around. I look forward to that contact. And until next week, go out and live soul first.
Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here. 